This is the Go Pack Podcast with your host, Jessica Curtis. Today we're joined all the way from Nashville, Tennessee by country music's favorite son, Larry Gatlin of Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers. LG, long time no talk. How you doing, kid? I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, great. I had a moment to come up from uh, underwater fundraising and, and uh, trying to win lots of elections around the country. So it's, it's nice to come up for air and get to talk to a friend. Well, you know, I'm rooting for you. Well, we're in a very pivotal place in our history. And uh, I'm not sure God does elections because I've prayed for some of them before and they have somebody said, uh, God doesn't answer prayers. Yes, yes, he does. He just sometimes says no. Well, I hope God, whoever he is or she is uh, up there, smiles down on America and, and helps us uh, Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, whatever all we're called, defeat those idiots slash morons slash evil human beings who are currently uh, running this country into the ground. Amen. Amen. Well, you, you've had an amazing career in country music and have met all kinds of people. So tell us who who's the most interesting politician that you've met? Uh, I think President uh, President Reagan was a very interesting man. People didn't give him credit for his intellectual prowess. They saw a lot, you know, his being an actor, and sometimes he would stumble. He was just kind of a, a humble old cowboy from California. You know, I, I've met uh, Dr. Krauthammer, I, I think, a, a brilliant man, many years ago. And I think uh, our friends, the Bush family, did some good things. They did some good things. Yeah, they made some mistakes. But one of the deepest, I mean, 25 years ago, at least, at least 20 years ago, I was standing in uh, the East Room of the White House at some kind of reception. And I walked over to a man, had on glasses, kind of gray, kind of bald, balding a little bit, you know, kind of like me. Uh, <laughs> and he was standing there. He had a cocktail or a drink in his hand. And he was standing in the middle of the room by himself. And I recognized. And I walked over to him. And I said, sir, how does it feel to know that you are the smartest human being in this room? And he kind of very humbly kind of chuckled a little bit. I said, you don't know who I am. He said, quietly said, yes, I do, Mr. Gatlin, and I like your music. <laughs> I said, thank you, Dr. Victor David Hansen. I love your writing. Absolutely. He is one of the most prescient men and, and not really a politician, but the most prescient thinkers. You know, the word philosophy comes from philosophy, love of truth. My truth at this moment in time, I told a golfing buddy of mine, I said this two weeks ago, I said any political party that has as its number one uh, priority the murder, as far as I'm concerned, of innocent children has absolutely no respect for life. Period. If they're out of the womb. Well, I didn't get a chance to say it on TV or on radio. And Brother Jason Whitlock said it on TV, either on Tucker or, or Sean or, or, or Jesse Waters. He eloquently and humbly and lovingly just came out with it. If you don't have respect for human life, you don't have respect for human life. I kind of think and dream in iambic pentameter, you know, Shakespeare. Uh, last week, I told my wife that honey, I'm going to the store to get some tomatoes. When I come home, I'm going to play golf with Vince. I mean, it just came out like that. So uh, a, a while back, I wrote, I used to believe the Dems were merely stupid. I've come to believe the Dems are evil instead. The Dems know exactly what they're doing. They want to see America graveyard dead. They want to kill this country and rebuild it in their image. 
in the image of a status. You know, communism and socialism, people get those things uh, kind of mixed up. They're not trying to make us communists. They're not putting us on communes, but they do want to control the means of production, which is what really socialism is about. So people need to go get their, go Google Wikipedia or something and get their, their terms straightened out a little bit. But they do more like uh, Frederick Hayek in The Road to Serfdom. They do want us to be serfs. They want to own uh, the means of production and tell us what to do. And I'll close with this. C.S. Lewis once said, of all tyrannies, the one imposed sincerely for the victim's good is perhaps the most oppressive. Well, I don't think they're sincerely, I'll change that one word, they are draconianly and willfully and hatefully imposing. Here, here's another government program. We're doing this for your good. It's never going to be paid for, and you're going to depend on us for the rest of your lives. And I'll pontificate. I told you I'd shut up. I'll say one more. Socrates, <laughs> did, Socrates did not become the father of Western philosophy by answering questions. He asked the question. I have a simple one. Would you let Joe Biden take a fourth grade class to the park for a picnic? I wouldn't let my, would you let him babysit your grandchildren? Would you let Kamala Harris teach second grade or, or anything? What, what would you let her do? I would let her do anything. So I had a choice uh, in the last election uh, between the town bully and the village idiot. I voted for the town bully. You can go to war with the town bully. You can't go to war with the village idiot. That's where we are. Boy, you said it. I'd say, Larry, you you really do have the pulse on America. So what do you think we're going to see here in a few short weeks? And and, uh, do you think we're going to see a Republican tsunami? Well, I I believe so and hope so. The fact is that almost every time the midterm election, the opposing party usually does it. So when you take that into consideration and the the fact that the other people, this administration makes the Keystone Cops look like Scotland Yard. I mean, these people, oh, my Lord, they can't get out of their own way. So, like I say, I don't know if God does elections. I, I mean, I, I believe that there's a, a power up there that controls this. And maybe, maybe all of this has happened to lead that tsunami in for some people that, that believe in protecting babies, that believe in letting people keep their money that believe in not withdrawing from Afghanistan and leaving innocent civilians behind and leaving the Khyber Pass unprotected so that the Pakistanis can move any one of their 100 nukes that we helped them buy right through the Khyber Pass into the hands of the Taliban. People need to go read Clear and Present Danger again, you know. Right. So we need to take out some of these people. And if anybody has ever declared war on the United States in a more vile way than the cartels, I don't know who it is. They have they have declared war on our country, and our president says, you know, fiddling while Rome burns. We have a modern-day Nero. Yeah, you said it. Where do you think we're going to land in uh, Pennsylvania with the Senate race and, and also in Georgia? Um, Herschel Walker and Warnock and, and Fetterman and Oz, where do you think we're going to land with them? I am diametrically opposed to the philosophies of John, what's his name? Fetter person? I don't know. But anyway, I, I have compassion I really do for his condition, the condition that he's in. I, I, I have compassion for that. But on another note, I have compassion for those oil field workers who are going to be knocked out of a job by fracking. Guess what? My father was a driller in the oil field for 30 years. He wouldn't have a job right now in Pennsylvania, maybe not in Texas. My father-in-law was a welder who welded and worked on pipelines all of his life. And they put the Keystone Pipeline. He, 
my father-in-law might not have a job right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a little uh, songwriter class, a creativity class out uh, in Odessa at the University of Texas, the Permian Basin after the first of the year. A lot of those kids out there in my class, their mothers and fathers aren't going to have jobs. And not just that, a tank of gas is a hundred bucks. Right. So we are really in dire straits, but I believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel and hopefully it's not an oncoming train. Amen. And, and, you know, with the economy the way that it is, and, and you mentioned gas prices, it's really a different feeling when when it impacts your own pocket or pocketbook, right? And you go to the gas station. I went to the grocery store the other day and probably, I think I I bought maybe 20 items and it cost me $150. And and guess what? That that hurts. And it hurts it hurts Americans all over the country. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we'll, we'll, we'll come out um, on top. I am too. Uh, I really am. I, I was on the road the other day and I was only gone for two days. I went out and bought some Grand Junction, Colorado. The air is kind of dry. So I, I bought some of that salt spray. You spray up your nose when you get a little congested. I bought a few vegetables and fruit because Trump tried to go on a little diet. We loaded 123 bucks. Hey, here's the deal. It has not severely impacted Janice, my wife, and my standard of living. We can afford it. We can afford it. The people, but here's the thing. The friends and neighbors out there in the hinterlands, right. mostly in flyover countries, the damn stuff, the people who afforded Janice and me this way of life that we have, the middle class, hardworking farmers and, and, and steel workers and, and oil field workers and teachers, those folks who have afforded me this way of life, that the inflation is not going to severely impact me. I'm not going to get kicked out of my house. I'm not going to not have gas for my car. I'm not going to not be able to pay my... The ones who put me in this big house, they're the ones who are suffering from this. Yeah. You know, Sean Hannity asked me one time, said, you're a country music singer. What do you know about the economy? And stuff? I said, let me tell you what I know, Sean. I know that Lord John Maynard Keynes' statism and his way of controlling the government and his philosophy has never worked in the history of the world, except temporarily and then at gunpoint. I said, I know this, Dr. Art Laffer's curve has worked every single time. And for those idiots, mean, cruel people in the seats of power right now in Washington, D.C., when they tell us that trickle-down economics is, well, I can't say, they say it's bull, you know, bovine droppings. Well, the fact they've said it's bovine droppings is bovine droppings. It works every time. The Laffer curve works every time. And for those people to say it doesn't, when has any government ever put printed money and put it into an inflationary economy that made it better? They're either stupid or they're lying. And we know which one's stupid. We know which ones are lying. Yeah, absolutely. Moving beyond the political stuff, Lair, outside of singing for the people, do you have any other interests or hobbies that you enjoy? Well, I'm grateful, very grateful to be Stephen Rudy's brother and Janice's husband and uh, Kristen and Josh's father, and Parker and Campbell's papa, and the three little boys, Cash, I guess you know who he is named after, <laughs> Royal, named after Coach Daryl Royal, Texas, and Walker, the little 10-month-old surprise who's asleep in there in the crib in my bedroom right now, named after the Walkers, George Herbert and George Walker Bush, our dear friends. I- I'm just grateful for that. And try to wake up baby, well, they call it babysitting, but it's really just hanging out with my boys a lot. They uh, they come over here, and the first thing they do is go to the drum kit and the little mandolin that they play, or they say, Papa, let's go ride the golf cart and play golf. That added to the fact I had incredibly good health 
I can still hit the note at 74 years old. I need to lose a little weight. I can still hit a golf ball fairly straight sometimes. And the fact that those people out there in the flyover country, the ones who put Janice and me in this house and have afforded us that way of life, the simple fact that 70, 80 times a year, they'll either come to the Grand Ole Opry, which we're gratefully members, or to a little performing arts center or rodeo or hog calling, taffy pull, something, and pay hard-earned money to hear the Gatlin boys sing. That is the greatest honor of my life. My brothers and I do not take it lightly. We do not. People say, do you get tired? I said, yeah. I'm tired sometimes at 7.30 at night, but at 7.59 at night when somebody says, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Larry Stephen Rudy the Gatlin. I'm not tired anymore. I no longer ask God to make my burdens lighter. I just ask God to give me the strength to go do what he, she, they, Trinity, whatever, have uh, have put in front of me to do. And I do that in Jesus' name the best I can. And when I screw up, I say, oops, sorry, give me another shot at it. Right, right. My last question to you before we let you go, where is all the gold in California? I spent it. You spent it. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I... It's well documented. I've been very open about the fact that uh, I went to treatment years ago. And I, I, I jokingly say, well, one can get in serious financial difficulty when one has the motto, even Colombian drug lords' children have to eat. Well, at one time I, in my life, I was trying to make sure that those devils, because they had a hold of my life. And thank God, by the grace of God and the help of a lot of friends and Janice uh, and a little program of recovery, I do not do that anymore. So I spent a lot of money. I, I, if I had invested it, <laughs> if I had gone and asked Doc Laffer where to put it, I would have a whole lot of money. Now, we, we're not down to bread and milk money. The simple fact is, if we want to live in this lifestyle, the brothers and I have to go think. When I say that, have to go, we have to do our job. I think we're blessed to do our job. You absolutely are. Well, and the old saying is, the man who loves his job is always on vacation. I've been on vacation for 67 years with Steve and Rudy and uh, out there with the friends and neighbors. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, Larry, thank you so much for uh, taking taking a couple minutes out of your busy day to join me um, and, and talk to our audience. And maybe we can get you back post-election day and we can uh, have much to, to celebrate and be thankful for. Well, I appreciate it. I hope you recorded that. That was some pretty good bovine droppings right there. <laughs> We're rolling. We're rolling. God. God bless you, kid. I appreciate you, respect you, and love you. Thank, thank you, my friend. Be good, and we'll we'll talk again soon. Keep safe. You too. Take care. Larry Gatlin, thanks. This has been the Go Pack Podcast. Learn how we're educating and electing a new generation of Republican leaders at gopack.org.